Welcome to Nump Bills Fan Podcast number 210. That's right. 210. That's right. Three podcasts in the last 24 hours. And as you know, last podcast was number 209 with Ryan Talbot. This one is with Kyle from Banged Up Bills. I'm your host, David Palermo, and we'll talk about some Bills injuries and some pretty interesting questions about uh, concussions and theories on certain things. And really, it's nice to know about the body. So I hope you enjoy it. And brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports, as always. All right, and on the line, we have Kyle from Banged Up Bills. Kyle, uh, where can we find you on Twitter, and what have you been up to? Give us all the injury updates, everything, whatever you want to talk about for the next couple minutes, and I'll just rebuttal on you. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Banged Up Bills, um, and I'm usually always able to, to uh, answer most of the questions on there. And that's where you're going to find most of the live game tweeting and uh, injury thoughts throughout the week. Um, injury roundup. Uh, if you guys want to read this, and in case you can't listen or whatever reason, uh, this is under my most recent article um, on banged up. that have been happening. Um, most notably, the two concussions sustained by uh, Tremaine Edmonds and Derek Anderson. Uh, as they're on a short week and they haven't practiced the past two days, their hope that they're going to play on Sunday is is minimal. They both could play if they were cleared by the independent neurologist. However, with that short of a turnaround time and with how concussions are, usually they take about a good week in order to recover fully. Uh, we did see with LaShawn McCoy, they did uh, take about a week for him to recover. Um, and thankfully he had the extra day to get back in shape with regarding the concussion. So he was cleared the Saturday and then he had to play on Monday, though he was minimally effective with the yards he had. Um, some other injury news that we're seeing there. Um, Louis saw that Corey Boroquez, I think I pronounced that right, and Taiwan Jones both were sent to injured reserve. Uh, hypothetically, they could return later in the season. However, I think that would be like week 17, which I don't think would be uh, necessary at that point. Uh, Boroquez uh, suffered a shoulder injury in the Titans game on that fake field goal uh, attempt, or some of the fake field goal, but the uh, fake um, conversion. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he got slammed down hard. He looked like he had uh, a slap lesion, um, which is just a fancy way of saying he tore his labrum up in the uh, upper portion. So it's a superior labrum um, anterior to posterior. So basically he just tore the top portion of the labrum based on how he fell. Uh, there's no set thing saying he did do that, but based on video, that's what I'm seeing. Um, he was seen wearing bracing and extra padding on the area uh, the next few games, and he had some trouble handling the ball. I know it's Monday night. Um, I don't know whether the injury progressed to the point where he said that he could no longer play or if the coach just said, hey, let's shut this guy down, get him surgery, and then get him ready for next year. 
Um, if you recall, Zay Jones had the same type of surgery um, last year in the offseason, and he was able to return. He had him having other issues uh, unrelated to the shoulder. But the recovery time is about six months for that type of injury. So I think they're looking at with him being as young as he is, let's get them having surgery and get him back to um, 100 percent as quickly as possible. Um, As for Taiwan Jones, um, I have no idea what he did to his uh, neck. Uh, There are reports out there that he suffered a neck injury in the Texans loss. I reviewed film several times. And while there are several times where he did get a hit, there wasn't anything where he was laying down on the ground. He didn't have any trainers attending to him. He didn't have anything that looked out of the ordinary. So uh, I have no idea what he's dealing with. Um, if somebody has sharper eyes than I do, I do I'd love to have uh, them take a look at the film, but I don't know what he's dealing with, but it's, apparently it's severe enough where they're saying go to injured reserve. Uh, this is the second year that he's been on injured reserve um, as he broke his forearm last year. Um, other injury news, Trent Murphy's dealing with what I believe is a right, uh, MCL injury. So it's a medial knee. Um, he suffered that late in the, not the most recent game, uh, two week, two weeks ago. Um, might also have been the Texans game, but, uh, considering he's had his, um, ACL and his other knee being left knee oh. and he had the history of the groin issue uh, from the preseason. They're not going to try to rush him back. I would not expect to see him back until after the uh, bye week. Um, he probably good. could practice next week, but um, I don't think they'd be in the, I don't think it'd be in the best interest. Like, like how serious as a Bills fan right now, I'm just like crushed hearing that because he got healthy. He turned it on after a couple of weeks. He seemed healthy first two weeks in the season and like if I like game three look good and um dude I'm oh I'm he's really growing on me even started too late I've not shredded just said I don't like the contract for what he does but it's really not too much money actually I don't it, it's a road I've already gone on my point is I'm just I hate the word injury prone I had uh Dr. David Chow on after we talked and uh you and I talked about the same thing too which is pretty much just like I don't like the whole injury prone thing but it's like damn dude you know, like, come on. Oh, it's like, I don't know if these guys just is. work too hard. Is that it? Do they work work too much or do they not work enough? I, do you think there's a I, thing to football shape? Do you, you know, I, I do. Um, You know, I felt like that's what training camp is for, you know. So when you miss it, you're going to have these soft tissue injuries, I think, a lot more, correct? Uh, I mean, in the case of Trent Murphy, um, early on with a groin injury, I think that was due to him just not being 100% ready. Um, Trying to push the, it too the, much a little bit? A little bit. And then, you know, then he had the groin injury. He came back a week later, and I think that's where he got into problems where he kind of tried, tried rushing it. And then that's where he ended up missing the whole preseason. So it, you could see in the first few games he was struggling to kind of uh, move around more effectively. And um, he finally got in the game shape there. Um, and he was actually producing quite well. Um, in the case of his most recent knee injury, though, he um, was kind of hit from the side late in the game there. So the speed that sets in and then this is how he was hit. There wasn't anything that he could really uh, prevent against that at that point because those contact injuries Hey, contact happens. But uh, unfortunately, that's just kind of what happened. And, I think if 
there's been other players. Uh, he could have come back a little bit sooner, but considering they don't want him favoring that left leg um, due to the right leg being injured, they don't want another ACL injury to occur since he's still at a pretty higher risk for um, re-injuring can, it. Can time. I give you an example of what I think goes on? And you can tell me if I'm wrong since you actually are in the medical field and I'm not. So I'm going to try to lean and sure. this, okay? So... I refuse to wear work boots at work, and I'm a contractor technically, so um, I do drywall, and the nails will go through a sneaker if you stand, okay. like, like butter, dude, and it's not the actual wound that hurts, it's the next day when you go to sleep, and you go to step on that muscle that's healing, and it's a son of a bitch. And next thing you know, my knee starts hurting. And next thing you know, my opposite hip starts hurting. <laughs> and next thing you know, the other hip starts hurting because I'm favoring around that spot. And I feel like that's what happens with athletes. It's always in my theory, but on a more on a, a, but on a, a hyperbole. No, it, it's a good theory because uh, if you do injure one body part, it can affect the other ones. Um, I like to compare the lower extremities, which are the legs, to a a chain link, if you will. You know, we all know that if there's a weak link in the chain, it's going to break. Well, same thing with the uh, ankle, knee, and hip. So if we start seeing where there's a weak area or injured area in this case, um, you're going to start seeing the ankles and hips start compensating uh, for the fact that that uh, body part is injured um, in the case of Trent Murphy, his knee. Um, so you're going to start seeing compensation patterns. You're going to start seeing <clears throat> players move around differently as a result of that. And as a result of them moving around differently, that could increase the likelihood of further injury to other body parts because they're not moving um, with that muscle memory that they do have. And um, those uh, injuries could, could be as a result of just not being used to those movements. Uh, I will say the human body's fantastic for realizing that despite being injured, it's going to find a way to keep moving forward. You know, athletes are not excluded in this. However, you know, with the multi-billion dollar business, the NFL is, they'd rather make sure the athlete is moving right rather than moving period in order to make sure that they get the best product out there. I would hope so because sometimes you kind of, I would kind of wonder um, because yeah, I think, I think some things, people rush to surgery I'm not saying you don't need to i'm not a doctor but there's also alternate theories out there for sort oh yeah people injuries. people can people can and do rush surgeries because they they try to compare themselves to sometimes unrealistic unrealistic expectations such as everybody starts looking at the adrian pearson acl return when that he is such an had, anomaly dude he it uh, is it is i mean he you gotta yeah, be I obsessed and lucky i mean not even be obsessed but i think it just that that kind of uh genetics that kind of play into it i mean you know you have to be strong before that and you know he does have to work hard at that but you know a lot of people look at well adrian pearson came back well no there's people that take you know 12 to 18 months to really get back to 100 percent. and trent murphy i think is more in that secondary part where it's just taking them a lot longer but they're still working ways in and, and they always That's- say it's not the next year it's the year after that they really they're back you know west walker Correct. went through it yeah um, yeah, they can play, but that's where you start really seeing things take off. So it'll be interesting to see how Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson really take on next year now that they've been a year removed from their respective ACL tears. 
Now, do you think there would ever be as crazy as sound? Do you have any more injury updates, by the way, after Trent Murphy? I know you were like railing. I just um, cut you off. Trent Murphy was about it for the, I mean, for, for him, like with those injuries, looking through some of the other stuff here. Um, Deion Dawkins, I heard um, that he had suffered an ankle injury, but I went back and reviewed film. I didn't see anything. He's able to play the rest of the game, and he didn't end up on the injury report. So I didn't see anything that led to any uh concern there um looking back at previous articles here um you know we're, we're seeing LaShawn McCoy I know I mentioned him about uh you know with the concussion before but I'm sure he's still dealing to, to uh, some extent with the um cracked rib cartilage that he had dealt with earlier in the season I'm sure that the pain is much more well managed but I don't think that that's causing his struggles I think the offensive line is but you know, he's still healing up from that stuff. I'll tell you what, since you asked about my rib injury that happened at the same week, um, yeah. I'm still healing the hell up over here, too, and it sucks. Um, yeah, Actually, I take that back. I told you it would be one of those injuries where I just, it'll eventually go away, you know? And I'm like, oh, it's kind of <laughs> not there. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I like walk into a wall and I remember. So, yeah, the ribs are the scary uh that's so scary. So one thing I wanted to ask you is, with concussions, it's just so, I feel like they're, are, are they still shooting in the dark a little bit? Obviously, they have protocol, but you yeah, know, there's they, also they, times they, where who's going to pay the bills, too, I think, you know? So Yeah, I mean, they, they do have their protocol, but, I mean, in the grand scheme of uh, concussion management, I think medicine as a whole, we're still shooting in the dark. It's not that we don't know what we're doing. It's just, we're working off the best information that we have at this time. So, you know, I hope, I, I know that 20 years from down the line, it, it they're going to, I don't want to say be a drastic different approach, but they're going to have a more uh, specific approach on how to manage these concussions or, you know, know when to remove a player um, sooner. Because, for example, Tremaine Edmonds, um, he has suffered the concussion um, in the first half of the game. Uh, he had a pretty hard hit to James Devlin that it looked like it could have caused something. However, you know, you can't really tell based off a of hit alone, but he's able to play the rest of the first half. And then he was taken out for a concussion protocol. Well, could he have been brought out sooner and maybe avoided a true concussion? Maybe we had a, um, you know, precautionary checkup or whatever. But looking at those things, they might be able to uh, identify um, more specific symptoms sooner or if they do suffer the concussion, that they can um, better manage it to increase healing time um, or make it more effective. Um, unfortunately, you can't speed up injuries because um, you need to heal up and whatnot, but uh, hopefully they'll be able to start trying to identify more specific measures to help clear those uh, injuries up, such as concussions. But it's a tough thing to deal with. I've dealt with them as a therapist, and each one of them is truly individual. I used to um, I used to ride BMX a lot, and um, I wrestled, so I didn't get my head beat in too much. Mm-hmm. And obviously just, like, you know, neighborhood football is pretty much was it. But, like, neighborhood football is kind of bad because you still want to – fuck everybody up you know what i mean like yeah and, and you always had our one friend tim with his cheap shots and i oh i hated it dude and we could be playing in the road just i don't know where blindside dude stop man like someone's just gonna stop on your face and you're gonna be really concussed and it's like you know when you're a kid you hit your head so much mm-hmm. and 
even with my helmet, um, I had a situation where the reason I, I have a retainer on my mouth because I have a missing tooth is because I was concussed and I went off like a six foot quarter pipe, pretty much tried to stall in like a four foot box on my BMX bike, came in and like double case. I was kind of lazy. I sucked anyways. I was 18 mm-hmm. and pretty much like my hands were underneath my bars and my face broke my fall. And it split. They thought I broke the pellet in my mouth. Yeah, dude. I I guess I blacked out. And I'm not much of a drinker. And I've tried to get ham. But, like, I don't black out. You know, I kind of remember everything that happens. Um, And so I my friend said after I hit, because I was ripping on him. I don't want to tell you the story. I might as well finish it. So what happened is I ripped on him earlier. Oh, dude, you cut your you cut your chin. Ah, you know, he like had a, a thing on his chin. He goes, so I have like a pool of blood coming from my face on the ground. I'm just like laying there, and he comes up. Ah, how that feel? And like I didn't move, I guess. And he's like, oh shit. So I came to in the hospital mm-hmm. when a dude's putting stitches in me at the U of R. Uh, at Strong over there, and I'm like, holy fuck. And um, they like I came to when they're actually like, stitching the gums back into my mouth. I'm missing a tooth, um, and I guess I blacked out and like kind of like panicked and rage when I woke up and was like going nuts. And um, honestly, I have some probably anger management issues here and there, and I'm a lot more outbursty. And I almost wonder. You know, from BMX, from falling off a lot of shit, from hitting my head on a lot of things, always being very active, riding jet skis where my brain is constantly bouncing around, dirt bikes, whatever it is, I I honestly want them to get this test figured out, which they say they can test for CTE now, so I can get looked into it, because after watching League of Denial, not Concussion, the movie with Will Smith, but League of Denial on Netflix, after watching that, mm-hmm. it gave me... A, Dude, a whole different perspective, a whole oh, different it. perspective on, on it, and it's honestly a reason why. Like, I love boxing. Um, I believe our friend Joe Riverside in box in uh in Buffalo listens to this. He is a, a a boxing club. Fuck, I'm such a dick. I don't even know, but um, I gotta look it up when we talk. But it's like I would love to to train. I used to train at Future Boxing over here in Rochester. Um. And uh, with the trainer from uh, Charles Natural to Murray over here. And and it was really awesome. It's just like even sparring, dude, I don't want to get my head bashed in. You know, it's like really scary. But if I knew that there was a way to heal it and it's something where, if I'm not mistaken, something crystallizes on the brain, um, I would love to, you know, really try to figure that out because it's just it's so sad because football is such a great game. And when you watch League of Denial, and I'm kind of ranting here, when you watch League of Denial, the problem with it is it sheds light on how shady um, business deals are, you know? And it's like the the lawyers of the NFL and uh, and even their doctors are just denying concussions left and right. And by the way, it's called the Buffalo Boxing Club. Just opened up. Check it out. The Buffalo Boxing Club. Joel will be on the podcast soon. Joel Riverside. Hardcore fam out there. But... You know what I'm saying, though? It's just like, <clears throat> it, it, yeah, it was just really was... gross, Kyle. I was so disappointed in them. I couldn't believe they did that. Yeah, that, that, I, I can imagine that'd be disappointing to watch mm-hmm. that and realize, well, this is a sport that I truly enjoy. And then you see how, um, 
I guess, disgusting or shady it can be in order to protect the business interests over the player's safety. But you've seen that in every uh, possible thing, you know, regards to, you know, hockey or, you know, football, or if you go into other sectors such as smoking or um, alcohol or whatever else, you're going to always find people who, yeah, they know the risks, but they're going to say the profits are greater, you know, greenhouse uh, gases, whatever, they're going to find that stuff. So it's unfortunate, but I think that's just the nature of how business is conducted, how much so, money can we make off of what the product is at that time. So I got it. So, so now, um, do I have a minute to go deep? You got another <clears throat> couple minutes? Yeah. yeah okay. okay. Um, of course my dogs decide to walk around right now cause that's what they do in the other room. But so we were talking about the concussion thing and like how they're very, um, you know, they want to cover it up. Now the next, not cover it up, but it kind of seemed to, um, did you watch that movie or that, that no. documentary? No, I have not, but I'll But you know you know the story though, right? Where it's a doctor that has no investment in football. He discovers it. Um I believe the guy's last name was Webster, uh played for the Steelers. Yeah, and, Mike Webster, yeah. Yep. And um so it it the thing that really now I was a late bloomer to say cannabis, okay? Like really late. I've always been really conservative about it, not about it. Um I grew up around drugs growing up in the the rock scene with you know family members and stuff so i don't really you know i did not really gravitate towards that stuff or even alcohol so mm-hmm. contrary to belief so it, it's like when they find out that there's actual benefits and you got guys uh i forgot his name retired from the nfl played i believe left tackle for the ravens and he's been beating the drum for for cannabis use in the nfl regular or uh, no, it's another guy, but it just grosses me out when cannabis is shown to help concussions, this and that, and the NFL is still on this whole, like, no weed thing, and it's just like, it, it, it's like, you should be doing everything in your power to allow these players to do whatever it takes. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, to, to I, can, get I can agree with that there. Yeah, I think we're, we're that's another thing where they're going to start seeing what other medicines or what other uh, interventions can they use in order to help with that with, with that. And I think with how the nation is moving toward this change on marijuana, at least it's, it's outlook. I think we'll start seeing that where things are more open. And I think once one league legalizes it for medicinal use, then you'll start seeing that tide go with everything else. You're kind of like when we saw with the concussions, suddenly everybody started taking a little more serious look at that. You saw more in football and hockey, but you know, there was more that was protocols and, you know, independent neurological assaultants. And so I think regards to how we manage that, at least with the pain and everything else, we're going to start seeing a more of a switch as things become more legalized, more mainstream accepted. So, next crazy question. You ready for it? Uh, with the physics of how the brain works, which is it's a ball inside of a ball, and you're going to have to stop momentum, a.k.a. if you get in a car accident, you're going to fly out the front window if your seatbelt's not there, right? Right. So, you know, the only thing you could do is somehow heal immediately right after or have your diet up because I feel like if something is crystallizing, on the brain or something like that, that there's got to be a counter. And, and obviously it's got to be the theory. 
Um, do you know anything about the active CTE testing that's going on now to test for it? Is it up? Is it? Do you, have you gone down that rabbit hole yet? Um, I don't really know too much about the active stuff. I know they are still looking for the if there's blood tests they can identify that kind of stuff. I know there's been some problems with that. I know that they're trying to do some uh, imaging studies to see what's going on with that stuff. Um, but I don't know where they stand with that. Even if I did know where they stand with that, I don't think it would be all that close to being mainstream because I think we'd hear more about it right now. So I know it's in practice, or not practice, but it's um, being studied and they're trying to find out how they can identify it in living people. But um, I don't know any specifics of how close they are at this time. Okay, and then I have another question for you, and I'll let you sure. go. This one's kind of out of left field. Are you freaking right. out over Josh Allen, or are you good? No, no, I'm not freaking out, because once I saw that video from Thad Brown that came out that we talked about last time um, and saw what he was dealing with and then you know was able to fully assess what was going on, looking at non-operative uh, rehab protocols, he's moving along pretty well. Um the general consensus was this was a blessing in disguise because this allowed him to get off the field before he kind of got gun shy with stuff. He could learn the offense, learn the NFL as a whole. Um, and so just instead of watching and then, you know, he should be able to potentially come back after the bye. though. We'll see how things go with regards to the schedule uh, being two and six. That's not entirely promising, but um, we'll kind of wait and see what happens with regarding um when he's going to be free to play. They said anywhere from six to 10 weeks, 10 weeks being the uh, ultra conservative, but six weeks based on if he's able to uh, throw without pain and complete all his activities without pain and demonstrate stability in there. So um, he'll be back in the next few weeks. I think if the, if they think that he's going to be ready to go. Um, but I was kind of, there's an initial freak out. Then once you realize what's happened, yeah, no big deal. Kyle, I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, not a problem. Um, what do you got coming up, and where can we find you? Um, I just continue to try to report on all the injuries I see coming out of uh, each and every game. So I will be putting an article out here um, probably Saturday at the latest Sunday regarding the injury preview for uh, the game against the Bears on Sunday. Um, other than that, I keep on reporting any anything new uh, regarding the team, injuries, and any updates such as that. Um, and once again, you can find me on Twitter at Banged Up Bills. I'm on Reddit at Banged Up Bills. Uh, on Facebook, Banged Up Bills. And then the website, www.bangedupbills.com. So uh, I'm more than accessible. I'm willing to answer any questions people have. And, uh, you know, if anybody wants to know more about an injury, I'm certainly, you know, either point you in the right direction of what you can find or if you want a little more detailed analysis, um, I can try to point that to you. Um, I will make one note. I can't diagnose without evaluating you, but if you start describing some stuff, sometimes I can kind of give you some ideas yeah. or at least who to go to, but I can't tell you exactly, Hey, you know, I have this, this, and this, what do I have? Right. right. I mean, that's just more of an ethical thing, but you know, I'm so more willing to talk with people and at least maybe try to point you in the right direction. If you got questions about something you're doing, Yeah, I think I honestly really would love to, if you're down, I'd love to talk to you regularly. Like we talked before, because there's so many interesting, um, 
I don't know. Never thought I'd actually get into my body. My wife does yoga. I She's gotten me into it. And I haven't done it in about a week and a half now. But I do a lot of the stretches before work. I do a lot of the stretches um, at work. I do a lot of the stretches before hockey, after hockey. And it's just been a game changer. And I've been so like curious about my body. And at 34, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm in the best physical shape of my life but i'm a little bit too skinny i think i want to i gotta get some more energy um i I gotta really i want to get some blood work done one day and just see like what i'm lacking um because nutrition has kind of been become a very important part of my life Mm -hmm. and um i i love just asking you questions about concussions and i'm gonna ask you about a knee brace question next time which is gonna be absolutely stupid um so yeah, dude. Thank, just thank you for fielding the conversation. This is cool. So appreciate it, Kyle. Of course. Not a problem anytime. All right. Thank you, Kyle. All right. So that was uh, Kyle from Banged Up Bills. And um, really, there's so many people to talk to that I've been wanting to talk to. Last podcast, which was about an hour ago, was with Ryan Talbot from New York Upstate. And I can't thank Ryan enough for coming on. Connected with Ryan a few years ago. And Ryan's really cool because he he labels where he started, how he came up. And he just started on Twitter and somebody had a thing for writing and he submitted and just went through the process. And now he writes for NewYorkUpstate.com. And, you know, Kyle Binged Up Bills is an injury spotter for Dr. David Chow, who we had on, who was the, the, the San Diego Chargers head, you know, had doctor for 17 years he talked on that podcast if you missed it about putting drew Brees' shoulder back into place so look for the podcast dr david chow um really awesome conversation actually shot him a text today dr david chow because he said he was uh he knew buddy nick so i was like dude i would fly to interview buddy nick's wherever he is he could be in alaska and i would go fly to interview that guy the former general manager of the Buffalo Bills. If anybody knows Buddy Nix and can get me in contact with Buddy Nix, holy fuck. I want to interview fucking Buddy Nix. Um, just saying. Seems like a funny dude. And um, I just want to do it. So if anybody has anybody they want to shoot my way to talk to, like I always tell you, I'll talk to a fucking traffic cone. I'm about to start talking to this pen over here. Ask how it's fucking day went. So I had a great time again talking with Kyle. I had a great time talking with Ryan Talbot from New York Upstate. Um, talk with Mike Smith, our friend, our loudmouth Mike Smith. I love Mike. Sometimes you don't stop when he's hammered, especially. But he's great. And, uh, you know, so keep it real. Uh, check numbillsfan.com and uh, subscribe on iTunes. Also, don't forget. Instagram. If you want instant thoughts on Instagram, follow the Instagram, Numbills Fan on Instagram. And always a graphic up whenever something goes up, so you know. And also on the live feature, maybe I'll have a quick thought here and there, or I'll even I'll type something up and just screenshot it and post it. So if you want the breaking news, that's my favorite platform is Instagram. Twitter's kind of like, I don't know, it's boring. It's dry. It's like reading a fucking dictionary. And really the only good thing about Twitter to me is it's just instant news. So if you want to see the latest tweet, it's like 
every platform has a cool reason and honestly making content is cool i love making content but it's a it's a lot of work to promote it across twitter across instagram across your own website across facebook into facebook groups from there get involved in conversations and yes it's a labor of love that's what this stuff is you know that said it's like Damn, I wish it was just like an end-all, be-all, and I really think that's going to be numbillsfan.com because I've even thought of if anybody's down to have our own message board and doing things like that, but then I would have to find somebody to moderate it. I'm not sure how into it people would be. But for me, um, I think it's interesting all the different platforms you can promote to. So that said, for any listeners out there, if you want your fastest bills information, just Twitter, and what you do is just, you know, type in hashtag Buffalo Bills or Buffalo Bills, and then hit uh, latest, and then hit top, so you can scroll between those. Instagram isn't so much. People are kind of late to the game in Instagram. I've been telling people Instagram is a way to go for two, three years. People don't want to believe me, but look at all the ads that are going through your Instagram. It's a picture. What's the first thing we know about pictures? A picture speaks a thousand words. You know what's fun as hell for me is being dusty at the sanding drywall today and making a dumb graphic and in my phone. And I really do enjoy it. It's just, um, it's a lot of effort. And like I said, a couple artists in the hopper, hopefully, um, they're just really busy with their own life, you know. Um, and I love them because they're encouraging and, and fans of the podcast. So it's like I can't wait to to collaborate. You know, great eyes have you know worked for big companies and made art across some of my favorite bands and and products and, um, you know, so really excited to collaborate with real artists with the podcast, and just try to keep developing the website because it's fun. It's just you know again if I was asking Ryan Tab if if any writers out there want to write and you have your shit together, um trying to do some some fun stuff please shoot anything in anybody out there who wants to come on the podcast and give some good thoughts i'll give you some rope to talk i'm not going to gym roam you just have it together we'll do some pre-roll we'll see where you're at you know and um like i said reddit crowd especially i want to get the reddit crowd on they seem to love the shit on me it's fun so because they're just so highbrow and it's great you know um but I'm just frankly, I, I podcast because I can't sit here in the damn comment section. I'm not. I'm. I, I've just been arguing on Twitter because I quoted something about somebody with a lot of followers calling out the Bills and just picking up faith-based players. And it's like I made the point that you can have Chan Gailey, who is a who's a very faith-based coach, but like he didn't shove it down the throat all the time. Whereas this team, it's kind of like that's all I fucking hear. And I don't care what you do. I don't care if you fuck rabbits. I do care if you fuck rabbits. Don't do that. It's fucked up. But I do care, you know, I don't care what religion you are. It doesn't matter to me. The whole point was, I just hope that doesn't skew your view on a player. Which I'm sure it doesn't. Duh. But, you know, some people can make the point. And it's almost turned into a joke amongst my friends and I. Some of us were like, oh, well, you know, he fucking, he's a faith-based dude. Ah, clear yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like so loud. It's like the loudest of the loud, you know. Um, so it is what it is. It's just a conversation point. It's not picking a right. It's not picking a wrong. I wouldn't dare 
to assume that the Bills pick players based on their faith. That's absolutely stupid. So anybody on Twitter saying that, you know who you are. I'm not going to call out your brand. I already told you. It's not cool. So, uh, you know, don't cherry pick my shit. You want to have a conversation about it? Anybody? Let's have a faith conversation. I don't give a fuck. We have a round table. Let's talk it out. But cherry picking ideas is stupid. So the way arguments work and the way communication works is you have an idea, you talk it over, you find the layer. If there's a mistake and you own up to the mistake and what you said, then anything after that really should kind of be like, oh, shit. Well, we were talking about a mistake anyway. So, you know, I'm, I will never make the point that a team picks a faith base first. So that's what Twitter's been up to, uh, you know, like obviously. But, again, I just wasted time talking about Twitter conversations. So, yeah, anybody wants to come on, um, anybody have any previous guests, I love talking to Jeff Knight. I want to talk to him more. We have some – I've been sending him. Anybody – Anytime I get tired on Twitter or Instagram, I'm like, Jeff, chime in here. And she's just like my sidekick. He just comes in, just starts commenting, not giving a fuck. And it's just great. It's just great. I like to get drunk Dean in there, but I don't know if his fingers can work while he's drinking. So, anyways, it's been Numb Bills Fan Podcast, number 210 with Kyle from Banged Up Bills. Thank you for following and listening. Um, this is really fun. I thoroughly enjoy having some logical conversations about our Dungeons and Dragons, a.k.a. our chest with a salary cap, and uh, trying to figure this, you know, the scheme out. Last podcast, 209, was really fun with Ryan, and uh, he gave me a lot of hope on the team. He did. I've been kind of in a dark spot with him, but, you know, the Bills have many options here to do a bunch of stuff. So if you miss podcast 209, please get into it. If you miss Mike and I talking about the Patriots game for 208, please check that out. And uh, as always, numbillsfan.com everywhere, as I said, and brought to you by punchdrunksports.com. I can't thank you enough for following Punchdrunk and for San Tripoli giving me a call one day to at least – I don't know what the hell's going on with it. I think they have a podcast network coming or a website. They were. So, anyways, just support them, friends of the show. And, uh, you know, hoping to have Johnny Woodward on. Or Woodard. I don't know. i got to look at it. But, you know, punch drunk Johnny. Diehard Carolina Panthers fan. So, he'll break it all down, his thoughts on McDermott and Bean. I'm sure he likes McDermott. You know, good defense in Carolina. So very promising, and we've been just trying to line that up and just been talking back and forth for a couple weeks. So as always, thank you. I've been your host, David Palermo, and subscribe on iTunes and everywhere you find your podcast. See ya.